Even if it has not been your habit throughout your life so far, I recommend that you learn to think positively about your body. Ina Mae Gaskin in Ina Mae's Guide to Childbirth. One of the devil's most powerful tools is doubt. He will plant a seed of doubt in your mind and let the world water it through scary birth stories. But today I want to help you put a stop to that. Today I'm going to give you four ways to stop the self-doubt and refocus on what's possible. Let's go. Ladies, are you tired of feeling out of control in your pregnancy care? You know deep down that there must be a better way, but you just haven't had the time to find it. Well, I want to welcome you to the Your Birth, God's Way podcast. I'm Lori, a certified nurse midwife. After years of being neck deep in the broken medical system, I escaped and discovered the secret is to trust the designer. Inside this podcast, you will find encouragement, education, and information to empower you to have God's best during your pregnancy, birth, and beyond. If you're ready to reclaim your peace and joy in this beautiful time of life, this is the podcast for you. Listen to me, Mama. You can do this. And just like the little engine that could, I'm going to help you do this little bit by little bit. So go grab that coffee you forgot about in the microwave and make sure it's decaf if you're still cooking a sweet baby in your belly right now. And let's dive in. Before we get started today, I'm going to read another review. Again, as I've said in past episodes, if you haven't left me a review yet over on Apple Podcasts, please go do that. Your review might be one that I'll read in the future. It helps me so much, so much more than you realize to reach new mamas just like you when you leave me reviews. So please just take 30 seconds and go do that for me. Today's review comes from a somebody I actually know, a dear sweet, sweet friend of our family. Her name is Candace. Candace came to me when I was pregnant with my third baby and was a mother's helper. She came and lived with me for, I think it was like three weeks, and just helped me with everything, helped me with the other two kids. She was an angel. I still call her my angel, and I hope that each of you have an angel like that sometime when you're having babies, because I tell you, it was one of the best things. But I will read her review now. (laughs) She said, I was born at home, so the idea has always felt extra special to me. But one of my favorite memories was getting to be there for Lori's home birth in 2017 with Sweet Abby. Such a blessing. It gave me so much confidence for the future and the home births I pray to have one day. Lori has so much wisdom to share from her experience, but also from her medical knowledge in general. Thank you so much for that, Candice, and thank you to all of you who have taken the time to go leave me a review thus far. So today's episode, like one or two of my previous ones, might be a little tough. It might be a little bit uh, toe-stepping because it's going to challenge you to look inside and to take out some of the things that are working against you and focus on the thing that will never let you down, or the one who will never let you down, I should say. The devil is a liar, and y'all know he has been from the beginning. All the way back in Genesis, he added one tiny word to what God had said to Adam, and it changed the whole meaning of God's word. Yet he convinced Eve that what God said wasn't true. John 8:44 tells us that the devil was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. 
the father of lies. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 and 18 read, Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. So the devil is the liar and God has no lies in him. He cannot lie. Titus chapter 1 verses 2 through 3. Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness and hope of eternal life which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. God cannot lie and the devil is the father of lies. So that alone lays the framework of where our problems come when it comes to self-doubt, from where they come. You may think that you doubt yourself just because you think you can't do it or maybe you failed at something in the past, but we are fighting a spiritual battle and you best believe that the devil is working on you and he is going to try his best to pull you from God and to remove your focus from him and put it elsewhere. It worked then, back in the garden, and it's been working ever since. My question to you today is, when, when will you stop believing the lies and return, or maybe turn for the first time, to the unfailing truth of God's word? When are you going to take God at his word? When are you going to stop believing the world that tells you that you can't do this and listen to your father who created you from two tiny cells into the person you are today, who says that you can do anything with this hope? When are you going to stop turning to the idols of the medical system and turn to him and walk in his way? That doesn't mean you ignore the tools available in the medical world, but it means you put them in their proper place. You don't look to them first, or maybe at all in a lot of cases. You look to the Father and know without a doubt that He created you to be able to bear children. He put that baby in you, and if you work with His design and not against it, He will bring that baby out when it is ready. Not when you are ready, but when it is ready. I see you staring at me like I'm crazy. I hear you saying, yeah, but you don't know my situation. And you are right about that. I don't, but he does. It is never too late to stop what's not working and turn to him. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the doubt or the fear? Do you doubt and have fear because of things that went wrong? Or do things go wrong because of the doubts and fears? It's hard to know. Something about women in our day, seeing other women pregnant, makes them think it's okay to tell them the scariest stories possible. Total strangers will start unloading to you at the grocery store or Walmart or wherever about what happened to them. Of course, you know, your family members and your friends will too. If, they, if you're wanting a natural birth and they know that, 
Well, then that just adds more fuel to the fire in their belly to make sure that you know about this or that scary thing that happened to them and that it could happen to you. You've heard the phrase, misery loves company, right? Our whole society is aimed at making you think you're not enough. You can't do this without help from this or that person who is better than you and knows more than you. How could you possibly know how to do this? You do know how bad this hurts, right? My baby would have died if I had been at home. These are some of the things people will say to you. So what are we going to do today? Today we're going to put all that behind us. And we're going to focus on four ways to stop that self-doubt. And refocus on what is possible with our Father. Number one. And this was number one in a previous episode too, but this should be number one in every episode. And this should be number one in all you do in your life. It's not just a cliche. It matters. It matters more than any of the other steps, really. But number one is to pray. Pray to your Father in heaven and ask for faith. If you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, and this is foreign to you, but you want to learn what this is, this faith thing is all about or what praying even means, email me. There's nothing I would love more than to help you find faith and salvation through obedience to His will. There's nothing better in this life. There's nothing more valuable than that than I could offer you. So if this all sounds foreign, please reach out to me. As you pray, ask Him to show you the beauty of His design. We see it all around us, if you really think about it. Look out the window, wherever you're sitting right now. Look at the trees. Trees started as a tiny seed that grew into these monsters. I mean, they are 20, 30, 40, 100 feet tall, some of them. They are these huge things (laughs) that give us wood to build our homes or to heat our homes, or to build any number of things. They give us shade from the hot summer sun. They give us oxygen. Can you believe that? They take in the bad things out of our air to give us back what we need to live. Did that just happen? Look at the sun. It's perfectly placed at just the precise location that we need to be able to survive here on earth. If it was just a little bit further away or a little bit closer, we wouldn't make it. We'd either freeze to death or we would burn up. Look at all of the wild animals that regularly reproduce without any help at all. Birds don't have midwives. Squirrels don't have doctors. And yet they're everywhere, (laughs) y'all. I'm sitting here at our farm here in Tennessee. And everywhere I look, I mean, there are birds everywhere. There are squirrels out there that my sweet dog Juniper chases and terrorizes all day long. (laughs) They're everywhere. They don't need our help. And they don't do, and yet they don't do that on their own. God made them that way. Now, don't tell me, yeah, but some of them die. Well, of course that's true. We all die. They all die. We're in a fallen creation and none of us has any guarantee of anything, including tomorrow, including five minutes from now, from that matter. None of us are going to live here forever, but we are going to live eternally in heaven or hell. So our focus needs to be on our creator and living for him in all things so that our salvation is secure no matter what happens. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 27 says, Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? And it goes on to talking about adding one minute to his life. There's nothing that we can fix or change about our lives or our labors or our baby's lives by worrying. And that's hard because it makes us realize we're not in control. We won't be here one minute longer than God says. That need to control things, listen to me, that need to control things is working against us. It causes us to turn anywhere we can find for answers because we're scared of what might happen. But guess what? None of that can fix it. We must surrender to our creator who knows us inside and out if we want to have hope that things are going to work out as he intended for us. The truth is that birth goes right nearly all of the time when left to progress as he intended it without all this human, quote, knowledge, messing everything up. When we eat the real food he gave us without all the chemical toxic junk in it that man has made because they're so smart that they can make it better, our bodies are able to do what he designed them to do. When we get up and move rather than living the sedentary lives society has driven us to, our babies can move and wiggle their way into the right positions for birth. So many things that work right when we work with God instead of against him. Pray that God will help you to see his way. And then, on to number two, study his word. You want to stop doubting yourself? Read the Bible. It is full of stories about people who were totally inadequate in the world's eyes, and yet he used them for his glory. Go read about David. Read about Esther. Read about Paul. Read about Moses. What makes you think he won't use you for his glory the same way he used them? Don't you know he knows your every thought? When he knows you are striving to do his will and to trust him completely, what makes you think he won't do for you as he did for them and for so many others? When will you stop letting the devil lie to you and believe his word? He has never lied. He didn't promise it would be easy, but he did promise he would be with you. If he can miraculously put a baby in Mary's belly and Sarah's and Rebecca's and then bring them out perfectly in his perfect time, he can and he will do that for you. Number three, we have to give our bodies good fuel. This matters more than just physical strength. And I know this also is a repeat. I talked about it in a previous episode, but it is of the utmost importance. You can't think clearly eating and drinking junk. I don't know if you've ever noticed that or not, but if you're maybe on vacation or maybe you just eat junk all the time, it's very hard to focus and have clear thought when your brain is working on junk, simple sugars. You can't grow a healthy and strong baby eating and drinking junk. You can't make yourself healthy and strong for birth eating and drinking junk. You have to spend a lot of time and effort getting the artificial stuff out 
and filling your plate with whole delicious foods that are as close to their original form as possible that are not processed because processing takes out the things that God put there. People are starting to realize this, and they are curing all manner of illnesses by leaving the world's way behind and turning to God's perfect provisions. I'm sure you've heard of many stories of people fixing this or that thing just by changing their diet. You can do this with your birth, too. It prom- I promise you, it does matter. Think about the car analogy again. You have to give the car the fuel it needs or it won't run or it might, you know, bang around a little bit and kind of put down the road, but it's not going to run efficiently and it's not going to run for long. But when you give it the fuel it needs, it runs smoothly and it doesn't have these problems. Give your body what God gave you to give it and it will function the way he designed for it to function. That doesn't mean just in pregnancy. In fact, Even more so, it needs to happen before you get pregnant. Now, if you're already pregnant, you do the best you can and you change it today. You stop today and make it different. But if you're not pregnant yet, but you're hoping to be, start now. Bodies conceive more efficiently when they have the right fuel. I know more than one mama who just by changing her diet went from what she thought was infertile to having babies. Yes, it matters. God made your body to digest his food that he provided you, not the processed stuff that you can't really even call food. I mean, it's no wonder we're sick all the time. Our bodies are trying their best to survive this onslaught of junk we put in it, but things get clogged and broken from the stuff we've put in that our systems really have no use for, and they really don't know what to do with it. But when we go back to his provisions, things work the way he intended them to work. So no matter what stage you're in, if you're preconception, if you're pregnant, if you're postpartum and you're just now finding me, that's fine. You can't change yesterday. But once you know better, you need to do better. And if we want our bodies to work well, to work efficiently, to work the way he designed them to work, we have to give them the fuel he designed them to have. Number four, eliminate negativity. Webster's Dictionary defines eliminate in these three ways. First, to put an end to or get rid of. Second, to remove from consideration. And third, to remove from further competition by defeating. Defeat negativity in your life. Get rid of it. In the book of Matthew, this is not about birth by any stretch, and I recognize that, but he, Jesus teaches his disciples that if they're in a town that will not receive them or will not receive his gospel after they've tried to talk to them, to shake the dust from their feet and move on. If you are talking to people who think you're crazy for trying to do things different, Shake off the dust from your feet and move on. It's okay. You don't have to have everybody on your side. Okay? You don't have to convince everyone. You don't have to convince anyone outside of your husband, really. Eliminate negativity. I think I mentioned in a previous episode about when I was taking the HypnoBabies class One of the things they kept talking about that I thought sounded a little kooky was 
this bubble of peace. They said for us to say that anytime somebody came to us with something negative, just say bubble of peace. And that sounded a little silly. But you know what? There's a lot of wisdom there. When you start to hear somebody saying one of these crazy stories, you're at the grocery store and some random person comes up to you and is like, oh, you're pregnant. Man, I remember when I was pregnant. And then they unload all the terrible things. Get away from it. Stop listening if you don't want to be rude. Just think in your head, Charlie Brown teacher voice, right? Smile and nod and get out of there. You can, if you want, kindly acknowledge what they're telling you, but tell them you've chosen a different way and just move on. Now, here's a little, uh, little pro tip. <laughs> Take this for what it's worth. The fact that so many people have horror stories to tell you is very, very telling of the reality of maternity care in our country. It is a sign of the system, and it is a reminder that you want to avoid that if at all possible. It is not designed for you. It is not about you. I promise. I've worked in it on both sides. I've worked in it when I was all about the medical side before I realized the truth. I've worked in it from the midwife side where I did realize the truth and I was having to try to thrive in a system designed for the opposite of the care I've tried, I was trying to get. That system is about money and it's about minimizing their liability. It is not about you. Okay, you hear me? That's why you hear all these horror stories is because they're there. They exist. These mamas are not lying. They did have bad births. They did have bad things happen. But I would venture to say somewhere between 95 and 99% of them didn't have to, but they don't realize that. They haven't woken up to what's really going on. If humans were so incapable of birth, how are we still here? This modern medical system of ours hasn't been around all that long in the grand scheme of things. Remember just a few minutes ago, we were talking about Matthew chapter 6, where you can't add a cubit to your stature by worrying. You can't add a minute to your life by worrying. Yes, it seems that more babies died before the medical system came about that we have now. But is that because of the lack of that medical system? Or is it something else? As I look at so many of the lifelong conditions and the injuries that mamas are dealing with now that I know are a direct result of what was done to them that shouldn't have been, I just can't believe that we are better off to have all women go into these institutions where God and his wisdom are ignored in favor of machines and protocols. Our outcomes are dismal. If it was so great to do it that way, we would have better outcomes. I choose not to put my faith in that because it's shown no reason for me to. It's all negative. I need to eliminate that negativity. But God has certainly shown himself to be faithful. The way he perfectly designed our hips to be so many bones that move and morph. Did you even know that? Did you know that your hip is not just one bone? It's a bunch of bones and they move and they move a lot, especially during labor. The way he'd perfectly designed a baby's head to be also many bones that are soft and movable that can squeeze together and overlap and then go back to their original place once the baby's out. 
the way he made our bodies to create an organ out of nothing called a placenta that comes out of nowhere and it nourishes our baby for 40 weeks or so and then it just falls out and goes away. The way he made our breasts to make milk that is perfect nutrition for our babies out of nothing. Y'all, I could go on and on. Not one of us can do anything to make any of these things exist or happen. We just can't. And yet he can and he does. We have to eliminate all these naysayers out there that tell us all the bad things that can happen and how nothing can go right and pregnancy is awful and birth is terrible and it hurts so bad and all these things. Eliminate all that negativity and put your faith and your focus back in the one who makes it all possible. And by the way, if that negativity is coming from you, from inside of you, that negative self-talk of saying, yeah, I know she says this, but I don't think I can do it. You've got to stop that too. You have to get that negativity out of your heart and start to think positively because you kind of have the ability to, oh, what's the word? Sabotage yourself. If you keep saying you can't, you can't. But if you'll change your terminology and start telling yourself that you can, you can. Go back and read that book from childhood, The Little Engine That Could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. It sounds elementary. I get that. But so many of us have this negative self-talk in our heads that it just, it's on repeat. It just, all day long, it's telling us about how we're not adequate and we can't do this and we can't do that. And if that's how you talk to yourself, there's not going to be a lot that's going to overcome that. That's why you need to go back to number one and really get into a deep conversation with your father about finding ways to remove that negativity out of your heart. It's bad enough that it comes from the outside and that's part of the source of why you have it on the inside. But you need to lean on your father and talk to him about getting it out of you. It's a lot easier to fight your outer battles if you're not also fighting an inner one. We must leave the self-doubt behind. And we must remember that God made us to do this. We can't do it on our own strength. So when I say self-doubt, I don't mean to put all of your faith in yourself I mean to put your faith in God and know that he's going to give you the strength you need. He gave us all we need. He will not forsake us. Our strength is in him and him alone. So it's our choice whether to tap into that strength and have faith in it or to turn our backs on that and put our faith in a broken medical system. We read about Jesus walking on water, but sometimes we skip the part about Peter. You see, Peter walked on water too. And as long as he had his eyes on Jesus... He stayed up, but when he quit focusing on him, he sank into the water. His ability and his strength was never within himself, and he got a quick and wet reminder of that. His strength was in the Lord. Self-doubt comes from fear. 
but God is not the author of fear. And when we change our focus and put it back on him, a beautiful world of possibility opens. I hope you've been strengthened in your faith and that you will move forward today knowing that you can do this. Listen to me. You can do this with him. Leave self-doubt and worldly discouragement behind and embrace all the beauty, peace, and joy that he has put in your life. Pray on that. Marinate on that, as I used to say. And I'll see you right back here next week. Wait, don't leave yet. I appreciate you taking the time to listen so much, but I need a quick favor to help my podcast get off to a great start. If today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick written review? That's the best thank you you can give me, and it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you. I'll see you back here in a few days.